Hi, everyone. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. Today's DevOps chat is all about SignalFX, and their CEO, Karthik Rao, joins us as our guest. Karthik, welcome to DevOps chat. Hi, Alan. It's great to be on. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to have you on. So, Karthik, usually I always start off our conversations by telling you I love the UI at SignalFX. Every time I'm at a conference and I walk by the booth and I peek in, there's always a little crowd there, and I don't want to bother the you know the salespeople. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. But I I admire the UI from the demos and stuff. I, I just think it's man. If I was designing a a product in this space, I would use your UI too. Um, but that's not why we're leading off today, of course, right? We've got some big news. I'm going to let you tell our audience what's what is the big news today. Yeah, that's right, Alan. We announced this morning that we closed a $75 million financing round. It's our Series E round. It brings total amount of uh, capital raised uh, in the company's history up to $179 million. Uh, it comes on the heels of a, of a great year. Uh, we had a great uh, 2018, and we've been building a ton of momentum here in, in the early part of 2019 as well. Fantastic. First of all, congratulations, right? This is, this is you know, a million here, a million there. Before you know it, it's real money. And so this is real money, right? Um, and $179 million is real money. And we spoke off, off mic, and, you know, it really is the ultimate validation, right? When someone's willing to write a check for something that you, you know, put blood, sweat, and tears into for many, many years. Um, <clears throat> so for, I, I guess the, the obvious question is, okay, now what? What do you do with that money? Uh, well, we are continuing to invest very aggressively in the business um, on, on multiple fronts. Uh, we have always been a product and technology first company. And so um, this will allow us to continue growing our uh, engineering team and investing not just in, in the core platform that we, that we started off with, but continuing to expand on all of the different solutions and use cases and applications around our core engine. Uh, so I'm really excited about, uh, you know, being able to continue to accelerate uh, those investments. Um, mm -hmm. We're also at a point in, in our company's history where uh, we've got a great product uh, and we're at a right time in the market where organizations more and more are moving to cloud and moving to DevOps models. Um, and uh, we've been investing quite a bit in our go-to-market presence and being in all the places where we could have potential customers and, and being able to support them. And so... Um, we will uh, leverage a lot of the money to continue our growth internationally. Uh, we just started up in Europe real, realistically about six or seven months ago, and we'll continue yep. to have our team there. Uh, we have a small team in Australia, but we'll continue to invest uh, in the broader Asia-Pacific region. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's really focused on those two areas, product and go-to-market. Well, I, I think that's where you got to put your money these days, right? I mean, that that's... That's where rubber meets the road. You know, it's and you know we talk about geographies and market car. Think it's interesting. I, I use our dev so DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, one of our other sites, and Container Journal. All three of them together get anywhere from a half a million to six hundred thousand people a month. You know, coming to to the sites, and what kind of it, it humbles me because. When I first got into the internet, it was 85, 90% U.S. traffic. Yeah. I'm talking 20 years ago, not at DevOps.com. Um, 
Today, the U.S. is only about 36, 37% of our traffic. Yeah. We get more, for whatever reason, more in cybersecurity than in DevOps. But in DevOps, it's 36, 37% of our traffic. And um, Europe, a little less, maybe 31, 32%, you know, on any given month. But then, you know, you get places like, well, India alone is 13, 12, 13%. So it's huge. But Singapore, Australia, Australia is probably in the top seven, six or seven countries. Um, we don't get much in China for obvious reasons with the firewall and everything. But, you know, it, it, it is a, a global, even South America, now Brazil, Argentina, we're, we're starting to see traffic coming in. So it, it, it is a global market. On the other hand, as you know, and as you're raising money, takes a lot of money to cover that big a geography. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think you, the, <clears throat> the interesting trend here is there's um, the market for software-based services has just expanded so dramatically since the introduction of the smartphone, right? I mean, when you look at uh, the metrics, I think last year, 2018 was the first year that the majority of the world's population was online. I think it's 51%, uh, and that's because in the rest of the world, people have easy access to smartphones uh, that are connecting to, you know, the internet and web services. And most of the growth, uh, realistically, is in the emerging markets. You look at India and you look at China, there's, I think there's still way under 50% penetration. So it's, it's, uh, what we're seeing is there's- Smartphones? Sorry? 50% in smartphones? Uh, well, no, less than 50% internet penetration in those regions. Oh. Right? Most of the growth, is, worldwide, it's 51%, but yes. uh, in some of those emerging markets, it's still well below that. Um, but what that's, you know, just, what it's showing is that there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for companies like us because all of these newer markets, um, they are building mobile first uh, applications, um, they're enabling all sorts of new business models because. They've got huge swaths of their population that are connected, uh, you know, via smartphones. And you're seeing a lot of these companies across Asia emerging that, you know, have massive web, uh, you know, web services with massive cloud infrastructures. And so, um, you know, and you're seeing it across the world and not just in the United States and Northern Europe. Um, So we are investing uh, in uh, expanding geographically so that we can help support all those customers in region. Yeah, I mean, I did. I made two or three trips to China over the last eighteen months, and and some of the metrics I dug out of there was there's something like six to seven hundred million smartphones there right now, and those people, you know, the the folks in China are doing more commerce over their phone using their phone as a, a payment method yeah. than credit cards. Yeah. Right. So. And, and India is not far behind that, not as advanced as China. So certainly the numbers are there. But there's more to it also, Karthik. You know, I was in Spain last month, a couple of weeks ago, Barcelona, KubeCon, CloudNativeCon. When we look at what's dry, and that was another, you know, from the Middle East and Africa and Europe and the U.S., it was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. What's driving it? Cloud Native, right? This whole app development thing. A new infrastructure too, right? Kubernetes and the new stack, if you will, of what, what's going in there. Um, how is that, that whole cloud native, and, and, and cloud native is almost code word for open source too, right? How's that play into the signal FX equation? 
Well, it's a core, um, I mean, it's core to our value proposition and core to the, the opportunity. Um, you know, we, when we started the company in early 2013, um, you know, that were the whole cloud market and, and these cloud native architectures were still in their infancy. Uh, 2012, I think was the first year that Amazon web services eclipsed a billion dollars in sales or in revenue. Uh, Docker hadn't even launched its, uh, you know, Docker containers yet uh, in early 2013 when we got started. And you can see how far it's come just in the past, you know, six, six and a half years. Um, so our company was was predicated really around two central uh, trends. You know, number one, we felt that the architectures uh, were going to fundamentally change from, you know, proprietary monoliths running in the data center on proprietary hardware to, distributed um, microservice container-based applications running on software-defined cloud infrastructure. So that's a fundamental architecture shift that we predicted would become mainstream. That was number one. And number two, uh, we felt that the entire operating model around applications would change because the people or the organizations building the software would be the ones responsible for running it. And that's a key change in the world of web services, right? Packaged software, you throw it over the fence, but when you're operating web services, uh, the organization that built the software has to run it. Uh, and so the entire set of requirements around the management ecosystem has to change to support developers and you know be API driven and target more of a, a CTO development mindset uh, in addition to the more traditional ops um, persona. So those were the two key fundamental shifts that we saw coming and, and what we built SignalFX around because we felt that there would be a, a huge opportunity uh, to build a more modern monitoring solution for this new world. Um, and sure enough, the past six years, six and a half years, we've seen all of those forces um, kind of multiply. Um, and that's what's been the, you know, the massive tailwind for us as we've been building our business to, you know, continue uh, the, the growth that we've seen. Absolutely. Um, and you know, as it, it's hindsight's always twenty twenty. but what a good bet that was, huh, Garlic? Uh, we feel good about it. <laughs> can't complain about that one. Let me ask you another question. Um, you know, again, talking about the market and technology in general where you guys play, we've seen the, you know, when I first started DevOps.com about six years ago, um, five and a half, whatever, um, you know, the only thing, you know, everything used to sort of end at deployment, if you will. And then the only thing sort of post-deployment was APM, application mm -hmm. performance monitoring, which is kind of where Sig SignalFX plays, but it's cloud monitoring. It does more than just pure applications. Over the last 18 months, Karthik, we've seen a, a downgrading of the APM term as people are starting to adopt things like AI ops and, and you know, automation and, and uh, machine learning and, and all of this stuff. How is that kind of pushing and pulling what you guys are doing? Well, they're all related, right? I mean, the, the fundamental theme that, that we uh, were betting on is that developers are gonna take a far more active role in operations than they ever had before. And where that starts is with just the application architectures and making sure that your systems are programmable and that all of um, infrastructure is code, monitoring is code. That's that's the, the starting point, right? But what we're seeing now is there's a whole a slew of newer technologies that are emerging that uh, will make 
uh, operability, uh, scalability, response to kind of all of these input signals from the monitoring world far more automatable and programmable, right? So service meshes as an example, right? Yeah. Um, where um, you can, using inputs from a monitoring system like SignalFX, you can automate uh, load balancing policies. Um, you know, Kubernetes is all about uh, automation as well, right? You can auto scale uh, based on input signals. And so we're, we're, see, we're in the early days of that still. I think in the market, people are still uh, crawling before they're walking, let alone running uh, to, you know, doing full scale uh, closed loop automation. But all of the trends are pointing in that direction, right? More programmable systems, um, better analytics around uh, monitoring data that can be cross domain so that you can correlate and, and be more intelligent in identifying when you really have an issue. Uh, and then being able to automate it, you know, more and more of the of, of the core technologies that will support that are becoming mainstream. And I think, you know, five years from now, you'll see a lot more closed loop automation, not for everything. I mean, I think there are certain use cases where it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, these are complex systems. And so there's still a lot of work to do to kind of make it more broad based. But, um, you know, I think we're heading in that direction. Good. Good for you guys. Makes sense to me. Um... Karthik, another kind of, I want to go on a different tack for a second. But, you know, there's been a, a good number, probably there'd like to be more, but there's been a good number of DevOps companies over the last, let's say, six to nine months who have raised similar kinds of, of money, and some bigger even, right? And those companies seem to be, I'm not bad-mouthing them or, you know, God bless them, right? But they, they, they seem to take that money as part of a new mission to, you know, create this end-to-end -end DevOps platform, if you will. So they get out of whether they were a CD company or a, repo, a repository company or, you know, that was their primary kind of product line. When they raise this amount of money, they, they tend to broaden their scope of, of product and service. Is there any, any of that with, with this race with Signal? Are you guys, sounds like you're even more focused on what you were doing before. Yeah. We, are, we are very laser beam focused on the teams that are responsible for monitoring and observability for these you know, new applications and, and cloud environments and solving comprehensively the, the set of problems that they have. It's a big market. There are a lot of problems to solve there, and, and that's what we're focused on. I think what, what you're touching on is, it, I mean, customers in general prefer to have fewer vendors that they need to deal with covering a broader set of, of solutions. But we're in the early, early days of this, this massive new market um, and I don't think there's a single company, even the ones that are, uh, you know, have become public companies with huge market caps that are more modern DevOps companies. There, there's just, I don't think there's any one company that can solve the breadth of problems that customers need uh, solved deeply and well enough uh, to really be that one comprehensive solution. Now, 10, 15 years from now, that, that might be the case. But we're all carving off our uh, respective areas. And, you know, we as a company tend to focus more on larger organizations, you know, the larger tech companies, the larger enterprises, and they 
you know, have a lot of deep requirements. And if you're an inch deep and a mile wide, um, it's difficult to be successful with these more sophisticated organizations. And so we focus on more comprehensively solving the monitoring and observability problems for the teams responsible for that. Uh, And every organization tends to have a team that's responsible specifically for monitoring and observability. Uh, And, you know, that's, that's our focus. And, you know, uh, we've got plenty of work to do there and, uh, um, you know, plenty of opportunity as well. Absolutely. Talking about verticals, Karthik, you know, look, it's obvious tech companies and the kind of companies you're talking about are early adopters of cloud and, and that kind of technology. But we're also seeing, I just read a report, I think yesterday or the day before, about broader, broader uh, adoptions of cloud, right? How, just how deep cloud adoption is across, I mean, horizontally, not, not just vertically. Are you seeing that as well, or are you still within the verticals you kind of focus? Oh, absolutely. It, it's, uh, cloud is inevitable at, at this point. I mean, there are very few organizations that are holdouts at this point. Um, you know, we, we certainly see certain verticals that are more advanced in their use of cloud and their use of DevOps practices. Um, and these are organizations that I think have had to be that way. You know, for example, media companies have had to invest in digital. Uh, you know, if you're a media company that hasn't invested in digital yet, you're probably not going to be around very long, right? So they've been doing this for a while. Um, you know, retail has also been very forward leaning on, on cloud and DevOps because they've also had to have digital strategies. Um, you know, and there are, um, but, you know, other verticals, uh, particularly the ones that have undergone more regulation, you know, financial services, healthcare, have been a little bit slower. But, um, you know, in all the conversations we have with organizations there, they're very much on the path to cloud. Uh, and they may not have, you know, DevOps at the, at the level that uh, some of the early adopter organizations do, but they're all heading in that direction. So at this point, we really believe it's a question of when, not if. Uh, every organization is going to be running on cloud and even, you know, running more DevOps style, uh, you know, development uh, organizations. Yeah, no, I think that's certainly the trend we're seeing along along with this new infrastructure, right? The Kubernetes and SDO mesh and, and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's really revolutionizing even for the cloud providers, right? You know, you, you think about, well, AWS, by all accounts is dominant, but what, what would it take for a Google or Azure to, to really you know, overtake or you know, truly, you know, let's say, equalize market share? Well, it would have to be a fundamental change in the infrastructure. And I, at some level, I, I think the whole Kubernetes cloud native you know, service mesh thing, though AWS has a great offering in it, you know, is, is a player in there. Um, we're about out of time, Karthik. I, I know I try to keep these to 15, 20 minutes. Anything else coming out of today's news or with Signal FX that our audience might be interested in? Yeah, I'll just say it's been a, you know, in the past year, uh, I think since we were we were last on, we've, we've grown the business quite a bit. Uh, obviously, we've had great top line growth and that's, um, you know, reflected here, the big raise that we did. But we've also been investing quite a bit in the business. Uh, we introduced a new uh, microservices APM product uh, last December, uh, which is really built around distributed tracing and a more, you know, distributed microservices world. 
Uh, we've done a number of um, additional, uh, you know, product enhancements around all of these newer technologies you're seeing with the cloud vendors. Uh, we've also expanded our presence quite a bit. Uh, as I mentioned, we've uh, built up our Europe uh, presence quite a bit since last November, um, and uh, we opened up an R&D center in Europe as well. So there's been a lot of just general growth in the company, and it's all you know in service to uh, our customers and continuing to expand the set of capabilities that we have. And so uh, we're really excited about uh, taking the the 75 million from this last financing and continuing the momentum in the years ahead. Absolutely, man. It, there's, there's a great opportunity out there and it sounds like you're well poised. Well, Karthik, congratulations to you and the whole Signal FX team. Um, we'll be watching and, and you know, hopefully reporting on uh, you know, continued progress over at Signal FX. And uh, we'll have you on again soon. Great, thank you, Alan. It's great right. to be on. Hey, always a pleasure to have you here. Karthik Rao, CEO and co-founder. Signal FX, who just announced a $75 million round of financing, bringing their total financing to 179 as they continue on their mission uh, around cloud monitoring and in this new new uh, cloud native world. Karthik, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Tom. Okay, this is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. You just listened to another DevOps chat. <laughs>